Hi, this is Mike from Cleveland, Ohio, the rock and roll capital of the world, and you are listening to The Talking Dead. is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hey everybody, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead number 80 for Monday, June the 4th, 2012. 80, 80, 80. I know. We, I think we comment on the number every time. To be fair, usually I do, because right. I'm amazed that we've done it for this long. But 80 is a big number. It, yeah, it's a multiple of 10. It really is. And it starts with an 8. It sure does. And it coincides with the, uh, the number of, uh, you know, the standard number of fingers that you have. Really? Well, yeah, we have 10 fingers, right? Thumbs. So we can it's count. a multiple of ten. That's why it's why we have a decimal system where everything's a multiple of ten. Okay, so you're saying we can count to eighty on our hands? Yeah, you'd have to do it eight times, but yes. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, I'm gonna wish you and the fine listeners a happy applesauce cake day. Oh wait, they make applesauce cake? Have you never had an applesauce cake? I've never had applesauce cake. I it's good. I've had apple pie. I've had applesauce. I've had apple crumble. Well, applesauce cake is better than all of those things. Apple blossom. Maybe not apple crumble. I like a good apple crumble. I'm not a big apple pie guy, though. I'm not a big apple pie either. Yeah, I, I don't get the cheese on apple no, pie No, that doesn't all. make any sense. <laughs> none, none whatsoever. It's going to be apple pie. It's going to be hot, and you have to have some vanilla ice cream. Whipped cream in a pinch, maybe. No. I wonder if the people who eat cheese on their apple pie think ice cream and whipped cream is disgusting on pie. I don't know. I wonder if it's a northerner versus southerner thing. I don't know. Oh, my stepfather used to make peanut butter and onion sandwiches. People are weird, Chris. That's all I'm saying. Well, I used to eat peanut butter and lettuce all the time. Well, that's fine. But peanut butter and onion? That's weird. It's a little weird. <laughs> well, an applesauce cake is a delicious cake that I've had. Someone I know makes them and puts like a brown sugar crusted kind of topping on it. Yeah. It's really quite delicious. Ooh, that sounds lovely. It's very nice. So happy applesauce cake day to everyone out there. There's a whole day dedicated to this one delicious sounding treat. There is. And funny, it's I don't like applesauce really by itself, but when you make it into a cake, now we're talking. Well, I like applesauce and I like cake. <clears throat> mm -hmm. You marry these things together, it sounds delightful. How come I've never heard of such a wonderful treat? I don't know. Go home, look up recipes and make some and bring it next week. Well, I don't know about that, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> you might try it anyways. Uh, all right. Before we get into the proper show here, I want to let everyone know that we are halfway through our Lauren Cohan actor spotlight, mm -hmm. and we've decided to add a couple of um, items to the list of things we will watch. Oh, groovy. Because two movies and a short film, while... You know, they're, they're good choices. I don't know if it was really, especially for a month, I don't know if it was really enough to, uh, to watch. I think we needed to add something else to it. So what did I do? I went to the Facebook and I asked people there if there were any Chuck or Supernatural um, fans out there who could recommend episodes of either of those shows for us to watch. Oh, that'd be good. And some people got back to me with both. So for Chuck, we're going to watch two episodes, season four, episodes 16 and 17. Okay. 
I don't have the titles of those in front of me, unfortunately, but it's a two-parter, and I believe it's the introduction of Lauren's character on the show. Oh, okay. So it should be interesting. Was she a regular on the show? <clears throat> uh, she was a semi-regular for season four, I think. Right. Uh, although she only came in halfway through, or more than halfway through the seasons, <clears throat> but uh, I am not sure. But she did have a recurring role. And uh, 16 and 17, Chuck season four, and then Supernatural season three, episode three. Hmm. Um, and uh, so that's what we're going to be adding to the list. Already on the list is the Van Wilder 2, The Rise of Taj, Death Race 2, and The Quiet Assassin, a short film from 2005. Right. So if you're following along, make sure you add those to the list. Uh, also this week... This is semi-Walking Dead related, not directly Walking Dead related, but it would appear that the actual zombie apocalypse has begun in Florida. I've heard that. And I say this because of a number of strange uh, or strange to bizarre incidents, occurrences happening in that state. Right. Uh, Let me read off a few of them here, and it all sort of culminates with one that I'll get to in a minute. But on the 16th of uh, May... MacArthur High School had a hazmat situation where teachers and staff were breaking out in a rash, and hazmat teams had to come in and quarantine them for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, There were reports of a chemical released at Fort Lauderdale International Airport, uh, although I believe that wasn't confirmed. Police in uh, Westchester, I think that's in Florida, uh, a man bit a woman there. Now, that probably happens all the time, to I've be been, fair. I've been bitten by actual people before. <laughs> sure. Uh, I-285 had to be shut down for a while due to a hazmat incident. Right. <clears throat> uh, another school reports mystery rashes happening. So they had to bring in the teams there, too, and quarantine the school for a while. Kids were exposed to a pesticide on a bus, resulting in the hazmat team being called in, also in Florida. Uh, and all this kind of culminates with the the story that started it all, and the one that you've probably heard about, and that is the naked man attacking a homeless guy in Florida in a crazed rage and eating his face off. Even though being shot. He was shot numerous times. The first couple of times, his only response was to turn to the police, growl, and sort of continue eating in a heightened state. <laughs> Now, Crazy. we shouldn't make light of this because the poor guy who, the victim of this, ha- actually has no face left. Right. And he's clinging to life in Florida hospitals. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean... That's crazy. Beyond that, a man went crazy, attacked a dude, and ate his face off. Ick. Now, they're attributing this to some sort of synthetic cocaine drug, I believe, called bath salts. Bath salts? Bath salts. Is that a street name, or is it actually bath salts of some kind? Uh, I do not believe it is actual bath salts of any kind. And as far as I know, this drug is not restricted in North America. That could be just Canada, though. Well, that could, that that's a problem. Because yes. if it causes you to eat somebody's face, it's obviously destructive. It, well, clearly. And it, I mean, it... Uh, the symptoms are you take it, you get into a, some people anyways, get into an uncontrollable rage. They feel extremely hot, so they take off all their clothes. That's why this guy was naked. Right. <laughs> you know, unless he was naked when he took the drugs, I don't know. Some people just like to be naked. <laughs> it is true. And then he went on this rage and, oh, people exhibit superhuman strength went on this. Like PCP. Is that happening on P- PCP too? PCP does that. 
so I don't know. I'm not really a drug guy, but he took he he did this and then he ate the guy's face. So Yeesh. it certainly sounds like a zombie attack. Now it's probably not, but when you <laughs> consider all these things leading up to it, it sure feels like something weird is going on in Florida. Did you buy a stockpile of water and food in the last week or so? Uh, I did. I boarded up my windows and uh, made sure my guns were loaded and ready. You don't have any guns, no. And loaded, good lord, man! You just admitted to a felony. <laughs> Uh, I don't own any guns, and I don't think it's a felony in the zombie apocalypse. No, not in the zombie apocalypse, but uh, it's illegal in Canada to load a firearm where it is illegal to fire one off. And inside city limits of any city, it's illegal to load and or fire any firearm. So just loading it is a crime. Well, I think it should be. You know. <laughs> anyway, don't load your weapons and store them that way. No, That's I, bad. I, I don't plan to i don't plan on having any weapons unless there actually is a zombie outbreak and i think we took one step closer to that with florida the activity in florida this well week. it's a, it's a, uh, you remember the zombie scale this is not from this show but uh the other podcast we had and the uh, re-nerd site that uh, that dave had uh we had the uh, we had the zombie scale yes and so this would uh, this would be a zombie incident right i think, <laughs> I think so it occurred and the authorities took care of it right and it didn't get out of hand now how does it go it goes uh, zombie uh Zombie event, zombie incident. Now, would this be? An, are you sure this would be an incident, not just an event? Well, it's, it's see. If I remember correctly, multiple zombie incidents, uh, or multiple events. Yeah. If well, I'm not sure which came first, but let's say event came first. Zombie event is like one zombie gets out, the authorities take care of it, nothing else happens. Zombie incident. And we get two or three events happening, maybe in different places. Maybe yep. one zombie creates some more zombies, but it's still contained. And what's the next one? Uh, zombie situation. Then uh, yeah. then it's like we have to shut down a city or something. There's a serious situation. Yeah, here. a few zombies are getting loose. They've uh, overrun the barricades. It's, 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 a, it's a thing. It's it, definitely a thing. Media, it's all over the media. They're completely reporting on it. People know that there's an outbreak. Yeah. Next is zombie a zombie crisis. crisis. The zombie crisis. That's, and that's a problem. That's a problem. That's when they're they're starting to overtake the living. Yeah. The the you know the uh, you're running to the nearest mall. You're collecting firearms. You're getting banding <laughs> together. The military's in full force. Uh, there is you know there's you're you're trying to find some place that's safe. That kind of stuff. Right. And the last uh, the last uh, thing on the zombie scale is the full blown zombie apocalypse. Right, then you're screwed. That's it. It's all over. All your friends and family are zombies. You're all by yourself. Uh, yeah, you're living in the mall. Okay, so I'd say the the occurrences in Florida was just an event. It was mm -hmm. one zombie? Just an event. Took them down. You got to watch those events. You well, yeah. Pay attention. If any more zombies come out of these school rashes, then we might have situation on our hands. Right. So, <laughs> uh, there we go. Or an incident. Anyways, I don't know. Anyways, hopefully Florida, you're doing okay, and. Uh, no more zombies come out of that state and don't come any closer to us. All right, let's get into the show, shall we? Sure, sure. It's time for this. The Walking Dead News. That's right, we have got some Walking Dead news. The first one is essentially a list of Season 3 rumors that I have been compiling over the last couple of weeks. Collecting rumors, have you? Now, these, of course, are potentially spoilery. I am presenting them as rumors because I don't know what's exactly going to happen, or inexactly. But if any of these are true, 
you might be spoiled if you're going to hear them right now. Yeah, even wild <laughs> speculation may be true. It may be, but the I'm just saying. The clock is right twice a day. <laughs> I'm just saying that some of these could be spoilery. So the first one is uh, I, not really a long shot, I don't think, but it is an official rumor for season three, and that is that the season will start with the gang getting attacked by a bunch of zombies while they're trying to get into the prison. Oh no, there's going to be zombies. Basically, that's what it's saying. <laughs> there there will be zombies. I thought this was funny. They're, they are going to be attacked by a bunch <clears throat> of zombies at some point during this season. Yes, but it's more specific than that because I can see them going to the prison being like, hey, look, a prison. There's some gates. We got to get through these gates. Uh-oh, they're locked. And there's a bunch of zombies behind us. Right. So do we start climbing? Do we fight? What do we do? I don't know. That'd be a tough one. It'd be stuck between a zombie and a fence place. Yeah, it really would. So that's going to happen, we think. Uh, apparently, we will get to see zombie Jimmy wandering around the farm. Sweet. Now, to me, this feels like a cold open. We open yeah. the show. It's We haven't seen anything. It's We're sort of seeing the aftermath of the farm attack, just right. to remind the viewer what just happened. It's probably going to be a montage of some kind. I don't know if it's going to be a montage. I'm thinking we just see some... Uh, some wide shots of the farm with the zombies roaming around and then zombie Jimmy kind of wanders in. And right, but with music off. in the background cutting into different vignettes or whatever. I just oh, think... I bet you it's going to be silent. Really? Except for maybe zombie I think noises. there's going to be music in the background. Uh, all right, we'll see. I think we'll see Jimmy and that's it. We'll go to the opening credits and then when we come back from credits, we'll go to the our clan, uh, the rictatorship, right. right after that happens. Apparently, Morgan will be back this season. That'd be awesome. We already know that Merle is coming back. Yep. That is confirmed. We might see Morgan again. That will be exciting. I hope he moves in with them at the prison. That'd be great. Because uh, I love the guy who plays Morgan, whose name I can't remember right now. Yeah, that guy. Uh, he was on Hung. And since Hung finished, he was really good on Hung, too. And since well, he... Hung finished, he needs more work. Well, he does. So there you go. Uh, sadly, we cannot expect T-Dog to last too long. Oh, they're finally going to kill him off. It sounds like they are finally going to kill him off. They're going to, you know, all along they've been saying, no, 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 he'll get more to do. He'll get lines. Turns out it's going to be dying. That, right. That'll be his more to do. Yeah, that, well, that's, that's the thing. As soon as you see a show that features T-Dog, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, the T-Dog episode. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's what's going to happen is we're going to get a T-Dog episode. We may get some backstory. We may find out a little bit more about T-Dog, and he'll be dead by the, by the time the credits roll. Yeah. Poor T-Dog. Uh, you know, he's been, Iron E has been hanging around all this time, just sort of doing his thing, saying a line when he needs to. You know, he had one of the best lines in season two about, uh, hey, Randall, governor called and you're setting free or something like that. One of the best lines. I don't remember that. Remember, he's opening the he's opening the barn when they go to get Randall, oh, but he finds right, him. Yeah, he's yeah. not there. So no more, no more T-Dog. We will see. Uh, also, Rick's dictatorship or rictatorship will cause the gang to splinter, especially once they're inside the prison with new people. Interesting. So we know there's a couple of new characters coming up. We don't have any more details than that, but maybe these are people who are already inside the prison. Mm-hmm. Prisoners. Prisoners. I would, or guards. Could be. Could be both. Yeah, you never know. And finally, here's a big one. The rumor is that Lori will, in fact, die and become a zombie. Ooh, that's a tough one. <clears throat> Could she be <clears throat> our next main cast to get killed off? Yeah, I think it's a quite. I think it's a good possibility. I think it's a great possibility. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Herschel's going anywhere now that they decided to keep him alive. I don't think Maggie's going anywhere. No, Maggie's not going anywhere. Long haul. 
we're not going to lose Rick or Carl. We're not going to lose Glenn, I don't nope. think. Not going to lose Andrea. Um, nope. I think Laurie is, is the one if we're going to talk about major character death here. Yeah, Michonne's not going to die. No, she hasn't even joined yet, really. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. She's, I think yeah, she's the most likely case from uh, from this point forward. Most likely one. All right, so those are our current season three rumors. Some of them are vague. Well, most of them are vague. They're all speculative. There's going to be zombies. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's going to be zombies. Watch out for them. Somebody's going to say something. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, it's Rick's dictatorship will cause the gang to splinter. No way. Dude. <laughs> you mean not everyone's going to be on board with being told what to do all the time? There's going to be strife. <laughs> That's right. So... Uh, there you go. I had to report them. Some of them are silly, but whatever. Lori becoming a zombie and Morgan coming back and T-Dog dying. Those are exciting things. All good I stuff, think. yeah. Those are good. Uh, all righty. So I'm going to let a listener sort of introduce the next item for us. Hi, guys. I just wanted to call and say I'm enjoying your podcast. I discovered it a few months ago, and uh, I'm enjoying listening to all your old episodes. Uh, watching AMC today, I saw a commercial for the... Uh, rebroadcast of all the episodes in July and uh, a sneak peek at the season three um, upcoming uh, season. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And they're going to be showing a black and white presentation of the pilot. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that too. Uh, Hope you guys are doing well. Enjoying the podcast. Keep up the good work. Bye-bye. So that was Mike in Cleveland. You mm-hmm. may recognize his voice from the opening of this program. Mm-hmm. He gave us a quick little, uh, you're listening to the Talking Dead soundbite. So we appreciate that, Mike. Thank you for calling. And I would just like to say that I think Mike has a radio voice. Yeah. He should be in radio if Absolutely. he's not already. Certainly more than us couple of chumps here. Yeah, we're just a couple of guys, you know. So as Mike was talking about, AMC has announced that there will be a Walking Dead Season 3 preview weekend happening in July. Wow. It's July 7th and 8th. That's Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 11.30 a.m. each day, and that is the weekend before San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, good smart. Mm-hmm. Good good smart. Good. That's some that's good some smart good, stuff. That's some good smart thinking. <laughs> they will be broadcasting all 19 episodes in order of Season 1 and Season 2. Each episode will be introduced by Chris Hardwick from the set in Atlanta, and it will each one will be wrapped with exclusive character and scene-specific content, including behind-the-scenes footage and sit-down interviews with the cast. Wow. This all comes from the AMC press release, by the way. Right. So that's exciting. So if you, you know, if you want to marathon The Walking Dead, that is a good weekend to do it, because it's all going to be on your TV anyways. After it finishes on Sunday, Chris Hardwick is going to do a live Talking Dead episode, AMC Talking Dead um, live from Los Angeles on Sunday night at 9 p.m. It's going to provide a first look at season three, including a, a scene from the new season. Ooh. So there, we're going to get some good stuff there. Apparently brand new video interviews, a tour of the set, I guess probably rehashing some of the things we see during the during the actual marathon broadcast, right. but maybe something new. Sneak peeks at props and wardrobes in from season three. I'm thinking... Katana, probably. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a popular prop this season. Here's the shotgun. Yeah, haven't seen one of these before. Crossbow. Here's the rubber version. <laughs> uh, he's going to provide an update on The Walking Dead's presence at Comic-Con, so mm. we'll find out what's going on there. 
And finally, during the show, a code will be provided to enter the Walking Dead Watch to Win sweepstakes. And the prize to that is a trip to Atlanta for a stagger-on roll as a zombie. A stagger-on. Stagger-on. A shamble-on roll. Not a (laughs) (laughs) walk-on. So that's a lot of stuff right there. This like is, a, you know what kind of role I would like? Just nope. a random uh, background. I'd like a, a lurker, a, a lurk-on role. You just want to sit there? Just sit there. Looking dead? Lurk around. <laughs> sure. I would do it. That'd be great. I'd do, I'd do anything to be a zombie on that show. Get a bunch of makeup and just sit down, shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get in makeup for two hours, then sit there for eight, yep. <laughs> and, and then go home and take a shower. We'll bring you a sandwich, maybe. Yeah, maybe. If we don't forget about you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's all happening. And finally, at 10 p.m. on the Sunday night, they're going to show, as they say, a never-before-seen black-and-white version of the pilot. Outstanding. So that will be really fun to watch. Um, I'm excited for all of this stuff. I don't yeah. think I'll be able to sit there for all 19 hours or 20 hours or whatever it is. That's a big commitment. It really is. But I'm going to want to because of all of the extra content we get around each episode. Yep. So uh, that is exciting. The the other thing that AMC put out with this announcement is a the first official still shot from season three, and it's you've probably seen it. It's just Rick in his trademark pose. If you haven't seen it, Jason, here it is right there. Yep, uh, Rick with his gun up, and that's if you go back, you there's like ten or fifteen pictures of him holding his gun <laughs> up at the camera like right. that. So this seems to be the thing to do. There's two things I notice about this picture though. One. He's got a handgun with a silencer on it. It looks like. Is that a silencer? I don't know. It's hard to see. It's hard to see, but it, it, it looks like it. It does. It's definitely a handgun, and there's something protruding from the end of it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with silencer. So, silencer is not a bad idea. It's a great idea. Uh, but did he pick that up at the prison? Like, where did that come from? That's well, what I yeah. want to know. Silencer. Maybe there's a gun shop somewhere. Maybe they found a gun shop. The other thing I notice is his beard is filling in a fair bit, which is good. And it looks like he's had a haircut. <laughs> so, you know, maybe they <laughs> maybe they came across some scissors or something and gave each other haircuts. Well, for, I'm uh, telling you, prisons have barbershops. Uh, they got to. Mostly stocked with uh, clippers, but, you know, yeah, whatever. Clippers. They're probably, uh, they might even have the pedal power ones. Ooh. The, old, the olden days. Pedal power. Had, rather than electric, electrical. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably takes longer, though. You'd think they'd have them on the farm, too, for shearing sheep. And you probably need two people to do it, right? One person to be pumping the pedal and operating the thing. I really have no idea. I just <laughs> I know, know that there are or were pedal-powered ones. Pedal power. <clears throat> well, that's sort of what I see in that picture. Silencer, beard, and haircut. Other than that, it's pretty standard Rick pointing a gun. Right. But I like it. As Rick is wont to do. As he is wont to do. <clears throat> All right, the first picture of Michonne was released, and this happened, I think, I don't know, the day after our last podcast. Right. And if you haven't seen that, here it is. Yep. Uh, what do you think of this shot? I think uh, I like this shot for like six different reasons. <laughs> okay, give me a few of them. Uh, first of all, dreadlocks, awesome. Second of all, I really like her leather vest with the uh, with the laces. Uh, third of all, I like the way she's holding kat- the katana. She's holding it like a baseball bat. Yes, right? she is. So it's it's definitely not a uh, a stance that a samurai would have with a katana. He kind of holds it straight up in front of him. It's right? straight up, arm straight, kind of up, right, or slightly angled. Uh, this is she's holding it like a baseball bat, which is and the look on her face is like she's take no shit. Kind of, I'm going to swing this thing at you. Yeah, baseball bat or not, it's going to hurt. Yep, <clears throat> so, it really is. 
I like it because she's uh, she no nonsense shit kicking chick with a katana <laughs> that doesn't technically know how to use it but is still probably pretty goddamn good with it yes so and that's just some of the reasons that i like this picture (laughs) okay i agree with you i like it a lot too uh my only really note real notes on this were that um she looks scary like she does like i wouldn't want to get on her bad side no i not she could be holding a feather duster like that i wouldn't go near her and (laughs) you know she looks totally badass but she looks so clean have you noticed there's not a speck of dirt on her? You'd think by now she'd be covered in grime and crap. Michonne, what are you kidding? <laughs> the dirt's scared of her. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> but uh, I think she, she doesn't looks... get dirty. The dirt gets her. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's like Chuck Norris. That's when right. a zombie when a zombie bites Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris doesn't turn into a zombie. The zombie turns into Chuck Norris. That's correct. <laughs> Chuck Norris was born, and the next day the Nazis surrendered. Coincidence? I don't think so. I think not. Uh, I stole that joke from somebody on Facebook. I don't know who. So there's lots of Chuck Norris jokes. Cannot credit, take credit for that. Uh, Anyways, the picture of Michonne is very cool, and I hope we get more soon. The Walking Dead season two DVD and Blu-ray release has been announced. It is coming out on August twenty eighth. It will be. Yeah, I don't see why not. It's a four disc set. We get a regular edition for $59.99 on DVD or $69.99 on Blu-ray. Right. And we get a, quote, very limited special collector's edition, which is the zombie head designed by McFarland Toys. Right. And that one's 100 bucks. Ooh. Now, it's a zombie head with a screwdriver in it and the screw in the eye. And the screwdriver is like a handle that I think you open it up with to take your DVD out put it back down that sounds awesome yeah it's it's very cool it's extremely gruesome i would love to own one but i'd have to hide it from my children i'm building a shelf right now for it (laughs) oh screw the shelf i'm building a pedestal for it a pedestal i'm gonna build a pedestal and i'm gonna put that put it on a pedestal in my (laughs) office i don't yeah exactly take it everywhere you go what's that jason oh it's my walking dead no 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 work office my home office (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) but still uh it's it's pretty cool looking it's just really gross Right. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll get one. I don't know. I, I'd have to hide it in the closet or something over there. And only I can go look at it. Well, that, that's what you need a special room for that. I do. But I got the house full of girls here. I don't have any room to myself anymore. You, uh, you have a drawer? There's a little tiny door over there You could under for under the stairs. You could make that into your that's, little cubby. That's my hobbit door. That's where I live. No, I got a closet over there. And I, all my crap is in there, including the Walking Dead prize vault. <laughs> <laughs> which I just reorganized. I should show you later. That's where all my stuff is, is in my closet. Yeah. I have a walk-in closet, and I put a shelf in there, and I have some stuff on there that is not for general consumption. Is it? It's not even in... It's in, like, the spare bedroom or something, right? Well, yeah, it's in my closet's in the spare bedroom. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. Well, in terms of special features, all we know right now are exclusive behind-the-scenes footage, featurettes, and audio commentaries. <laughs> Oh, my. Riveting stuff, eh? <laughs> that, that's a spoiler. There's a spoiler alert there. Oh, I should have said, I know. Uh, I don't know if there'll be anything else exciting on these discs. To be honest, probably not. Uh, I was not blown away with the Season 1 DVDs. Do you remember when they came out? I do. Uh, now, I didn't buy the Double Dip. I only bought the original. Yeah, me too. And it was fine. But that means I've bought The Walking Dead at least twice now. TV version. Right. I've, of course, bought the comic version a number of times. And TV, I've bought twice. So... Uh, they have no shortage of my money. Nope. But what are you going to do? So that's Walking Dead Season 2, DVD and Blu-ray, August 28th. Uh, 
Uh, all righty. Phoenix Comic Con. John Bernthal. Remember him? I do. He died, didn't he? He died. He was Shane. He got killed. He did a panel at the con, Phoenix Comic Con, called John Bernthal versus The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Which I like. That's a good title. It is a good title. <laughs> uh, a fair bit of information came out. Most of it's sort of general interesty type stuff. I've taken a few notes out here. One is that he got the role after six screen tests. Six. That's a lot. Wow. I, I think that's a lot anyways. I've never screen tested for anything, but I, I'm going to say that's probably a lot. I screen tested for a couple of things. Well, you were a clown for a while. Yeah, I did go. I went to a few auditions and uh, after three auditions, separate auditions, I never got a call back. Believe me. Uh, I decided that I absolutely hated them. So, auditioning? Auditioning for anything. So it was horrid, horrible, horrible it, experience. It's just a job interview though, right? No, it's like, uh, it's way worse than a job interview. At least a job interview, I come, you know, back in some skills in the job <laughs> that I'm applying for. Right. When I'm going to do a beer commercial and I look around and it's all the, uh, you know, the, the, the beer commercial people, like these are all tall, pretty people. And like here, the hot chicks in bikinis? The hot stuff? chicks in bikinis, oh, okay. the hot guys, whatever. These people are professional, pretty people, mm. right? And... And I'm in the room with these people, and I'm looking around going, I do not have the requisite skill set to be in this room. Well, what made you want to do that? Why were you there? Well, because they wanted, uh, they were doing a party scene, and they wanted a juggler. So oh. I, I got a, uh, yeah, one of the agency I worked for, there was, uh, we worked with other agents and stuff, and they said, we're looking for a juggler for this thing. I'm a juggler, I'll go. And then I show up, and it's like, I really, 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 really hate this. Right, but they can't expect all jugglers to be, Good-looking, tall, blonde, happy people. No, but the, when they expect it, they expect some kind of charm and personality. And which when I got have. there, which I have, as None long of. as <laughs> I can have that, but not when I'm exceedingly t- intimidated by the whole situation. You should have gone in wasted and said, "I tried all your product." That'd be great. That would be funny. <laughs> Except I, it was a yeah Canadian, you know, the Canadian beer, and I don't like Canadian <laughs> or beer. I, uh, I like beer generally. Okay. Depends on the beer. Um, so what were we talking about? Callbacks. Six callbacks. Six screen tests. John Bernthal got the role, and he said at the time he had hair down to his shoulders, and apparently that almost cost him the part. Oh, because nobody, you, not, you can't cut hair. It's too too hard to cut. It's too hard to cut, I know. And, you know, it's nobody would have that kind of hair. Well, some people are pockets. very picky about their hair. They have long hair, and this is like, cut my hair? What, are you crazy? Yeah, well, pe- and he ended up cutting it right off for the show, yeah. so... He didn't, obviously he didn't have a problem with cutting his hair, but some people do. Some people are very, very particular about their hair. Yeah, not me. I don't give a crap about it. Yeah, well, me neither. I mean, I shave it off. Yeah. Uh, Okay, he, at the time, John said he had never read the comics. And in his words, he said, quote, I opened the comic. He went home after the thing and he said, I opened the comic, started reading and eating a sandwich. By the time the sandwich (laughs) was gone, my character was dead. (laughs) I was like, what did I just do? (laughs) I thought that was funny. That is funny. <laughs> so he got this part and he went home, read the comic. He's like, oh, what's going to be like one episode? <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> Turned out a little bit more. He said that he hated the Hyundai in the show because it was so obviously product placement. Well, it was. That's very honest of him. That's very honest of him. I mean, especially to, I mean, clearly AMC or the Walking Dead production has a deal with Hyundai. And he comes along and he says, I got nothing against the cars. I just hated it because Shane wouldn't be driving a car like that. Well, why not? well, he would have a Jeep. And he had a Jeep, but it mysteriously disappeared. It got uh, left on the cutting or room floor. Or uh, maybe he waved his Gerber magic wand and turned the Jeep into a Hyundai. <laughs> Gerber makes zombie weapons and magic wands? And magic wands, yeah. Cool. Because if you're going to have product placement, 
in the uh, part of the uh, part of the spell for turning a Jeep into a Hyundai is to drink a Pepsi. Of course it is. <laughs> With the and, logo pointed right at the camera. And, and shower in water from a truck. That's right. Uh, one other thing, he he related um, a, a different ending for his character, and it was kind of interesting. He said, everything was basically the same, except after Shane turns into a zombie, Rick picks up Shane's gun, because it's the only gun there, yep. and tries to shoot him, but realizes the gun is empty. He's click, 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 click ah. with the trigger. And apparently the idea is that Shane never intended to kill Rick. But he wanted to force, he wanted to lure Rick out into the woods and force Rick to kill him, like Shane, yep. because Shane knew he was a cancer to the group and had to go. That That's too much yeah. to ask of the audience to, to get on board with that and uh, to follow that logic all the way through. I completely agree with you. Yeah. It's too much to ask the audience. It's a little bit, uh, it's just too much, it's too far beyond the realm of possibility in general, I think, Yeah. for someone to be like, okay. You know, I'm things aren't working out here for me. Um, I could just walk off and shoot myself in the head or come up with this elaborate plan yeah. to lure someone out and kill me. And it doesn't seem right. And it would it would require a completely different lead up. Like it, you can't just, you know, have Shane decide that at the last minute. Right. Because he doesn't think he's a cancer to the group. No. He thinks he's leading the group to the righteous end because Rick is wrong. Yeah. I mean... Shane's plan, Shane's idea, or John Bernthal's idea here was that he, the reason for the elaborate plan is to make Rick step up and become the leader he's supposed to be, right. and sort of put him in a position of power and in charge in the eyes of everybody else in the group. I mean, that's sort of what the character Shane here is would be trying to do. But I still think it's too much of a leap. That's a lot to convey on a on the small screen. It is. Well, in any story, really, you know. Yeah in any visual story. So I'm, I, I sort of like the way they did it instead. Oh, yeah. Leave the writing to the writers Yep, is what I think this con boils down to. <laughs> they know what they're doing. They do. Uh, all right. We got one more item before we move on, and that is that TV Guide interviewed David Morrissey about the governor, mm-hmm. and it was a really short interview, but there were two interesting things he had to say. One... <laughs> You're the governor, right? Yeah. Thank you very much for coming out. Great. Good to see you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> very, very short interview. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't much longer than that, actually. The two interesting points that I pulled out are that he's been working with an accent coach. Excellent. Good. We don't want the governor to have a wacky British accent. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not that they're all wacky, but I'm, you know I'm what I mean. I'm happy to hear this. Yeah. It's good news. Uh, and he has the comics, but so far has only read Rise of the Governor. Right. And about the book, he said, there was so much in that book that I could use like the desire for survival above everything else. I'm finding out what his fears, anxieties, and loves are so I can make him my own. Right. I think, what occurred to me here is that I think what, reading Rise of the Governor as your first introduction to the Walking Dead universe would be a bizarre, uh, in, just a bizarre way to approach it. Well, it does seem a little ass-backwards, but... I don't think I don't think so. We're looking at it from a different, oh, completely different perspective, right? Oh yeah. We're looking at it from reading the comics to watching the TV show to reading the book. Yes. Right. Uh, you don't have to do that because the book is uh, outside of uh, the comic and the television show, mm-hmm. right? So I don't think it's such a bad thing. I just think that it seems odd, uh, but I don't think you necessarily need to do that. Yeah, it's it it feels wrong because of so much that came before this book, you know. Yeah. 
right? And that, but that's you're right. It's only from our perspective because we've been ingesting it all for such a long time. It's like picking up a, a Spider-Man comic book or a, an Amazing Spider-Man comic book and reading something like uh, the most recent issue, and somebody who's been a Spider-Man fan for how long is how thirty years is going to say, "Well, that's crazy." Yeah, you can't, you can't just pick up a comic book and read it. You know, you know, Peter Parker and Spider-Man has this such rich backstory and there's all this multiverse thing going on. And it's just like, well, I don't have time for that. I just, that's way too intimidating. I just, I have, I have this comic book. Yeah. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it and I'm going to like it. Yeah. Uh, but that said, I mean, this is a guy who's supposed to play this character on TV. So right. you'd think he'd want to at least, you know somewhat familiarize himself with all of the different versions of this character in other medium. Do you think he media. has do you think he has a lackey that he can just say, you know, go read all the Walking Dead stuff and then talk to me about it and tell me what I need to do in order to get this governor character uh understood. So like an, an acting assistant? I don't know, lackey, <laughs> just a lackey. Some people have lackeys, some people have minions. Maybe yeah. he has a lackey. I hope he doesn't have a minion. <laughs> yeah, hope not. <laughs> Although he's the governor, maybe maybe he would. His character would have a minion. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because uh, you know that the uh, uh, Spider Amazing Spider Man story is just like I've never actually read a Spider Man comic, mm-hmm. right? Not once, and it's way too intimidating to get into any of those. You know, Superman, Spider Man, Batman. It's it's very hard to get into that kind of thing because there's such a rich story backstory to all of this stuff that it's just like uh you know i read something and you know one little panel has such deep and rich meaning to a lot of people whereas to me it's just like i don't know what's going on there sounds like you've thought about this a lot i have and you know getting into certain like reading star wars books where the hell do you start oh god do you start at the first star wars book but that but there's so many prequels and different timelines and different things going on like where the hell do you start I have no idea. Yeah. I, I have asked no Dave. idea. I asked Dave. Dave told me. He's he, read a number of them, right? Yes, he has. So he, he told me where to start, and I picked them up, and I'll go there, because because not that Dave's a lackey in any way, shape, or form, but <laughs> he is a source of information. So, you know, you know, you need help on these things. Lackey Dave. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of a rich source of information, uh, I just remembered that earlier today I was browsing the Amazon and I came across The Walking Dead Road to Woodbury, the right. next one. Right, right. And they have cover art listed. Ooh. So I thought I would just mention that because I hadn't seen it really reported anywhere else. Maybe that's because cover art for a book is not news. <laughs> but, <laughs> really? you know, yeah. Uh, but the, what they've got is um, a picture that's very reminiscent of the season two poster. And if you'll recall, that was Rick running down a dirt road towards the farm in the background. Right. And that's kind of what they've got uh, got over here. They've got um, a sort of misty day with a dead tree or a, a leafless tree in the background. And there's a road and there's a farm in the, at the end. It's not the same farm, I don't think, but it might be. And we've got a woman or a girl running down the road towards the farm. Right. So that's due. New. <laughs> Dude, that's do, man. Dude. <laughs> uh, so that's the road to Woodbury. <laughs> I guess that is the road to Woodbury. Very literal. Yeah, I, I suppose. But who do you think the woman is? Uh, Peggy Olson. No, I think it's probably uh, the doctor character. I can't remember her name now, but remember the doctor from the book? Doctor Who? Yes. No. <laughs> that's another thing that you start reading the Doctor Who books. Good Lord. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> 
I love Doctor Who, but that's too oh, much. Oh, I have a good source of Doctor Who information, though. So. Yes, I know. Anyway, so The Walking Dead Road to Woodbury cover art is there on Amazon. Go check it out. It comes out, they list, on October 16, 2012. Just in time. Just in time. Now, here is the brief description. Having peered into the governor's horrific past in the first book, this riveting sequel delves into Philip Blake's ascension as the leader of Woodbury. But it won't be easy. There are those within this walled-off city who don't trust Philip or his motives, or the strange scratching sounds that come from his apartment. <laughs> I don't trust those scratching sounds. How is that for a read? I think I could, I think I could read book descriptions for a living. You should. <laughs> if, if, I don't know if you can get a job in book description reading. Can you, can you just do that? Can you, uh, you know, get the book and then we'll record it, you reading it, and then uh, give it away? <laughs> sure. That won't get us in trouble at all. <laughs> not if you're not making money, is that right? Uh, I think I could probably read, yeah, because I could read a book, record it, and give it away to my kids, for example. I don't think you could give it away to, I don't know, it'd be touch and go. Maybe. We'll see. We'll try it. We'll let you know how it goes. Well, copyright law in Canada is different than in the U.S. In Canada, you actually have to make money at something before it's copyright infringement. Really? I think so. Uh, so I can record a song and give it to as many people as I want, even if you two wrote it? Well, that's See, the I way it know. used to be. It, it's, yeah, who knows? Copyright law is weird. All right. Um, anywho, that's that. Uh, that's it for the news. What was that? David Morrissey talking about the governor. Yeah, so he's going to, I guess, read the comics and try to make the character his own, he says. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll take a short break, and we'll come back with some listener feedback. But first... We have to thank our sponsor for the week, and that is, of course, Audible. For the listeners of The Talking Dead, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You know what I'm going to recommend? Nope. And I may have recommended this in the past. That's okay. I, I don't see that as being a problem, really. I mean, if it's <clears throat> that good a book, we need to let the people know about it. Now, I read this book. Like way back in the day, and uh, and then I listened to I bought this on Audible and I listened to it, but then I heard a recommendation for it on uh, Twit uh, a couple weeks ago or last week or something, and I'm re listening to it now. It's Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson, a uh, very kind of a very good kind of cyberpunk uh, novel, and it has one of the best opening chapters ever. Like it's just fantastic. Give me an idea of why it's so good. Because I've heard yeah. that before, too. I, it, giving you any idea would uh, spoil it and belittle it. All right. In, uh, so I, I think it's just the way that it envisioned. It gives you a very grounded uh, sense of what Neil Stevenson has uh, in his head for this future. It sets the tone for the whole book and how the world is. And all it is is the guy trying to deliver a pizza. Really? That's it. He's trying to deliver his pizza. In the first chapter or for the whole book? The first chapter. Okay. That's that's the whole thing is him trying to get that pizza from the pizza store to the person's house. And it's just absolutely brilliant. Sets the tone for this futuristic kind of weird world. And uh, this writing style is just, it's it's really, really good. Just go read the first chapter. That's it. Okay. I could do that, I think. So that yeah, that's uh, Neil Stevenson, writ, uh, narrated by Jonathan Davis, comes in at seventeen hours and eight minutes. If you would like to pick up Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson, go over to audibletrial.com/talkingdead. That is audibletrial.com/talkingdead to get that book or one of their one hundred thousand or so other titles for free. Listener feedback. 
All righty. We have a brief listener feedback segment on the program today before we wrap things up. And I want to remind everyone once again that I am collecting your submissions for the best and or your favorite way to kill a zombie. So please keep sending them in. Drop a safe on them. <laughs> yeah, drop a safe. Uh, or uh, Zombieland, they dropped a piano, right? Yep. Yeah, that was a good one. Good stuff. Good and comic comic stuff. Anything original that you can come up with, we've got a few good submissions. And as I keep saying, we will keep collecting them and read some of them on a future podcast. Right. But right now, I'm going to read an email from Brian in St. Louis. And he has this to say, if everyone is infected, how does just a single zombie bite make you sick, die, and then return as a zombie? I understand if the zombies tore into you really good and hit something critical that you would die from trauma or blood loss and then come back. But why does one single bite make you sick and die? In season one, Jim would have survived the bite alone. It looked pretty harmless. A chunk wasn't even missing from his abdomen. They can't give you a disease you already have. Now, I've wondered about this, too. I've wondered about a few things related to this point. Right. Where everyone we've seen who've been attacked by zombies in this show has been torn apart, like nothing left. Like, right. if you come back, you're not going to be anything but, you bicycle know, girl. a head. You're going to be bicycle girl, maybe less. Right. And you're not going to be all that dangerous because you're not mobile. You can't move. Um, so that's that's one problem. The other thing is, Brian is right. When you just get bit... You already have the disease, and that's what makes you come back. So the bite from the zombie either gives you some other kind of bad infection that you <clears throat> you just can't survive, or there's something else going on. Because if I bit you right now, you wouldn't die from it. I might get an infection, though. Probably wouldn't die from that, though, even I, without I medical know. treatment. Well, you know, cuts get infected, and they can be really, really bad. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, the human mouth in general is full of bacteria and disgustingness and a uh, a bite from a human is an extremely dangerous thing yeah I, w I could get an infection that could potentially kill me there isn't the potential is there okay that's true the potential's there i suppose if i bit you bad enough right and <clears throat> it did get infected you know other things can go wrong then which can ultimately lead to your death right and i guess getting bitten by a zombie probably increases the chances of infection well, maybe there's certain levels of infection too, right? The low-level background infection that if you happen to die, you come back as a zombie eventually. But uh, getting bitten by a zombie gives, gives you a very high dose of whatever the disease is immediately, and that gives you a fever and, uh, and you die. So you have it anyways, but the bite sort of just delivers it all at once. Yeah, you get the, you get the big dose. Interesting. That, that, I could see that. That's the only explanation I can think of. It's, it's a very good point. I mean, yeah. if we all have the disease, why does a bite kill you? Yeah, and I've thought of this myself before, too. I've just never really... I just needed Brian to put it, you know, on paper like this because I've, I've wondered that. I mean, it feels like if a zombie just, like, you know, gets the little end of your pinky finger off, like, you're dead and you're, you're gone. Right. Which, you know, I suppose, again, is possible, but any interaction with a zombie's mouth seems to kill you. Right. And I'm not sure that would be the case. Maybe it's not the case. We don't really have that kind of information in the program, do we? No. You know, Jim, he did get bit. But again, it didn't seem that bad. But maybe it was worse than we thought. Maybe. I don't know. If you have any thoughts on that, send them in. Because there are a lot of people out there smarter than us. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. 
So the next email comes from Beverly. She didn't say she's from the UK, but I'm going to assume that she is. So Beverly, if you're not in England uh, or the United Kingdom, let us know. She's writing in on an old episode number 47 of ours. Awesome. (laughs) But I wanted to read this because that episode happened to have my favorite title of all the podcasts we've done. Which is? Andrew Lincoln's John Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, those paying attention will know what that's a reference to. But that is the podcast where we did our actor spotlight on Andrew Lincoln. Right. And we watched some episodes of an old British TV show, maybe not that old, he did, called This Life. Right. And it's called Andrew Lincoln's John Thomas because he was naked in it. He showed us John Thomas. (laughs) He did. (laughs) And uh, Beverly writes in, you should really check him out in episodes of Teachers, his most comedic roles. It's kind of like Scrubs, except set in a high school and less fantastical. A very entertaining show, and if you're into British music of the late 90s, early 2000s, very nostalgia-inducing, which I totally was. Mm -hmm. Uh, She says, oh, and yes, he's naked in that a lot, too. (laughs) As he puts it, he, quote, spent the first 10 years of his career with his ass out. It happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Now, why did you assume that Beverly was from the UK? I don't know, because she seemed to know a lot about uh, UK TV. Okay. I, I, to be fair, that could mean nothing, but I'm just going with it. We know a lot about uh, American TV, U.S. TV. We're not from the U.S. No, but it would be a safe assumption if we hadn't said anything that people might think we are, except for apparently our blatant Canadian accents. Right. <laughs> Which I don't hear necessarily, but that's okay. No, but that's because you're Canadian. I am Canadian. I'd just like to say that apparently Canadians have the most neutral Ameri- uh, neutral English accents of anyone. You think? We do. Okay. Well, I've heard that. Excuse me. I can't say that for sure, but we I, I have been told that. Right. You know, British sound British. Australians are Australians. South Africans are South African. You know, don't count Newfies. And Americans have lots of different accents in the U.S. In Canada, we're all pretty much the same. Uh, East Coast is pretty distinctive. Yeah, okay, East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, from Ontario West? I don't know. That's where most of us are anyways. It, yeah. You can't really. <laughs> All right, well, I won't dig myself into many more of a hole, and I'll just say that I must have an accent. Email Mark from the Real Jersey Shore about our conversation last week on how nobody in zombie movies calls them zombies. Jason, why don't you handle this one? All right. I began listening to the audiobook As the World Dies, a zombie trilogy by uh, Rhiannon Rhiannon Freighter. God, I almost screwed that one up. Uh, In the very beginning, when Katie, one of the main protagonists, is totally confusing and horrified by mangled, bloody people eating each other and attacking her. Uh, Jenny, who had just been uh, rescued, states, uh, matter-of-factly, they're zombies. I just found these tidbits to be amusing in the light of your last podcast discussion on the subject. I was glad to find an author writing... Uh, willing to acknowledge the pioneers of the genre uh, she is writing within. So Mark goes on to provide another example from the book where they actually refer to the zombies as Romero-style zombies. Ah. So in As the World Dies, the zombie trilogy, it's clear that um, it's clear that these people know what zombies are, and they exist in a world where all of these zombie TV shows, movies, and books, and other properties exist. Right. And uh, last week we were talking about how that is unusual. It is unusual. Community did it. Did we bring that up? 
an episode of Community where there were zombies. They knew full well that it was a zombie zombie movie. Why don't I rec- remember zombies in Community? I don't know. I love that show. It's a good show. Yeah, okay. I'll take your word for it. I should yeah. go back and check it. Was it this season? I believe it was. Wow. I just watched that recently, too. you missed it. God, I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Have to go back. Uh, You know what? In Castle did an episode like that, too, where there were zombies, and they knew they called them zombies. Right. Because Castle exists in the real world, apparently. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, anyways, yeah. So, I'm curious about this As the World Dies book. I might want to go check it out. That'd be good. Um, now, Mark sent a second email in wondering if we ever reviewed the webisodes from last year, the ones that Greg Nicotero did, wrote, or directed, I think. And a few people have wrote in asking me the same question, so I figured I'd bring it up now. I went back and checked, and on our podcast number, uh, number 55, titled See You in Nork, <laughs> titling podcasts is the best. <laughs> it means nothing to me now. Uh, see you in New York. It oh, was okay. a it was a misspoken mix a misspeak on my part. Oh, okay. <laughs> see you in Nork. Uh, we did talk about we did watch them and talk about those uh, those webisodes at the time. Yeah, I remember talking about them. Yeah, you don't remember watching them. I don't think. No, though. I only watched some of them. But <laughs> I know I went back. I remember and talking about them. I listened to the first ten or twenty minutes of that that episode just to make sure it was the right one. And I, I couldn't get through them. <laughs> yeah. They were okay. No, they weren't. Right. No, they were, there were some good things, but you'll have to go back to number 55 and listen. Right. Um, and if they ever do more webisodes, which I hear they're going to, we will review those I will two. force myself to sit down and watch all of them. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Jason's going to do something. I am going to commit myself to watching the webisodes. <laughs> all right. Excellent news. Uh, that so reminded me uh, when uh, Mark was talking about the uh, Katie, the main protagonist uh-huh. in uh, Snow Crash, the uh, the main character, his actual name is Hero Protagonist. Well, you know what his role is. <laughs> exactly. It's awesome. <laughs> How can you go wrong with a name like Hero Protagonist? All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to that book. All right. Good. Uh, and, and as a side note, I went and looked up the zombie trilogy by uh, Rhiannon Freighter on Audible, and they're there too. So make sure, that's our second recommendation for the program. Well, I'm going to put that on my wish list. Yeah, do it. Make sure, if you're interested, to go check those out. Zombies exist in this zombie book, so it'll be cool. All right, that is going to do it for listener feedback this week. A quick reminder that next time on The Talking Dead, two weeks from now, we will be doing our Lauren Cohan Spotlight, actor spotlight. Mm-hmm. One more time, we will be watching The Quiet Assassin, a short film from 2005 that is available on iTunes. I have already watched that. Right. Uh, Van Wilder 2, The Rise of Taj. I've already watched that. Watched that. Uh, as, as a quick spoiler here. When I was watching it this time, I realized about halfway through that I'd already seen it before. <laughs> so this is the <laughs> second, second time I watched nice. it. I watched the whole thing. I did not see it before. Death Race 2, we will be watching. I definitely haven't seen that. No, haven't seen that. Chuck, Season 4, Episodes 16 and 17. It's a two-parter, I believe, where they introduce Ms. Cohan's character. And Supernatural, Season 3, Episode 3. Right. So seek those out if you're following along, following along and playing at home. And that'll be in two weeks from now. So until then, if you have any comments or questions or anything you would like to say... Give us a call at the voicemail line. That is 1-866-483-ZOMB. 
That is 483-9662. It's a toll-free call. doesn't cost you anything and we'll never answer the phone. Nope. That's a guarantee. You do not have to talk to us in real live time. Personage. Real live personage. In real life. Real life. <laughs> uh, you will find us on uh, t- um, on uh, the Twitter, at Talking Dead, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Talking Dead. There have been a lot of new likes lately, and I really would just like to send out a big thank you to all the new fans we have on Facebook. Awesome. It's been going really well over there, even <clears throat> during the slow off-season of the mm-hmm. summer. So facebook.com slash the talking dead finally send all email correspondence to talking dead podcast at gmail.com i get that i respond to people sometimes too so uh, i don't like to leave you hanging if you have a question or want to know something that isn't necessarily going to make it onto the the audio program i might write back and say hi awesome uh all righty so uh that's it that's number 80 we'll be back in two weeks with number 81 so until then my name is chris my name is jason thanks for listening